The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. Another edition of No Bets Barred, this time for UFC 294. The promotion makes its return to Abu Dhabi for the rematch of Islam Makhachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. We saw it back in February. Now we get it again on short notice. A couple short notice fights on this one. Uh, I personally, I actually like the card better. Uh, but, I mean, we're going to dive into the entire thing. I am very excited for this one. It's nice to uh, six weeks without a UFC pay-per-view, kind of kind of feeding the the itch, scratching the itch, feeding the, the hunger here. Uh, Jed, how are we feeling, man? Uh, mixed feelings. Um, this just isn't feeding the hunger for me. I, I, wow. I'm kind of with you on it. Um, you know, it's been a while since I had a pay-per-view. Um I'd, I'll also be pretty honest. I wasn't I wasn't feeling it before the changes that much. I was talking myself into being interested in the Oliveira Makachev rematch because um, I do think that that's a the fight's pretty fun or at least v- pretty interesting and in kind of what they will do differently. Um, I have been on record. I I really dislike this main event. Um, not from a in cage perspective like obviously their first fight's fight of the year so if we're lucky we'll get two i just i just really dislike the circumstances of it i think i i I think we all want this fight to happen i think a lot of people just want it to happen now uh and i wanted it to happen next year with a proper build i I want volk to fight tapuria i wanted islam to actually defend his title against lightweight contenders call me crazy 
call me crazy, but it'd be okay, great. So your the- <laughs> your issue with it is not that we're getting the 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 matchup again. Your issue is that Volk isn't getting a full camp. There isn't a proper build to it. And- it's the timing. Okay. Yeah, it's you can't really have an issue with this fight as a fight because we saw them fight and it was terrific. My issue is that there are the shortest way I can say this, there are two situations that this plays out. One, the fight isn't as good because Volk didn't have a full camp because, you know, uh, the the various changes here. And now we kind of lose something from what could have been this epic fight because we don't get the big buildup. You know, we, we don't get, hey, Islam has now held his belt for a while. He's defended against at least one other guy. There's there's a sense of this being this massive event. Instead, it's a bit haphazardly thrown together on short notice. Or, like, maybe the fight is at least good, but the outcomes here I just aren't aren't what I want because we're going to lose something from this fight, I I believe, right? Um, And that's my issue with this. This is not a no-lose fight. This is a fight where we are either going to lose the epicness of this battle, like the uh, what this could be at its greatest potential, which is as high as mixed martial arts can go, or we are going to lose Alexander Volkanovsky versus Ilya Tapuria, which is a fight that I was extremely interested in. And there is a world here, and I think that this is the world that everybody is living in and everybody believes it wants to talk themselves into happening, where Volk comes in on three days or 12 days notice and wins, and it's this great epic story. And if if he does, it is very much that. But then what the hell happens next? Because these are the two of the best divisions in the sport, man. They're the two best divisions in, not the two best because Bantamweight, but two of the three best divisions in the sport. And if Volk wins, we're definitely going to get a trilogy fight. And I know that people will be stoked on that. That means the lightweight belt for two years and some change is going to be tied up into one match. And the featherweight belt is going to, kind of be tied up into that and it's just i i feel like i've been taking crazy pills the whole time like can can we can i just see these dudes fight the best guys in their respective weight classes and not fight each other forever like i don't i get that i'm in the minority totally understand it but like it's circumstantial though listen you cannot Make Islam Makashev Mateus Gamrod absolutely the main can. event in in Abu Dhabi. There's they yeah. were never going to do that. You absolutely can. If they're they were do never going to do it. Why the fuck is Gamrod the backup? You can. Like he, that's the thing is you can. They've put together substantially worse pay per views. This no, is no, a no. choice, he, and I the key understand. Is that it's in Abu Dhabi. The key is that it is in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. It's, if it's in Las it's, Vegas, yeah, they might no, make Makashev versus it's Gamrod. Islam. It's fine. Like I get. I understand the business of this. I understand why Volk is doing it. I'm not saying any of those things are bad, but like, I don't know, man. I'm just really exhausted with with the world where the outcomes here in in the the best case scenario probably is a Volk win, and we'll get into all of that. And I don't even I don't like that outcome. The worst case scenario is. Makachev wins. This fight isn't fun because maybe Volk hasn't had time to prepare, so it's not what we wanted. And then Volk goes back, but they make Tapuria fight Max Holloway. Max beats Tapuria. We get Max Volk four, and then the next fight we get is Makachev Oliveira. And now we're two, spiraling. 
Now, now we're spiraling out of control. I mean, we, we just got to cross that bridge when we come to it. We just got to see what problem. happens here. That's the issue is the entirety of the UFC freaking structural things right now are, well, we're going to do now. We are going to do the now and we'll deal with the other in the future. And that's how you get Drickus Duplessis fighting two you know, months before Izzy instead of being like, hey, we could do this better. And it is just exhausting yeah like, wow you like you you sound genuinely upset by this it's just so t- like i am conor mcgregor broke the sport eight years ago and it's just brutal there's like a very real world where islam Makachev's first like two years of title defenses is just him fighting two dudes and again i know that everyone loves this i know that i am the minority recognize these things that's that's fine i don't know Call me crazy. I don't think beating Yair Rodriguez merits a lightweight title shot. (laughs) Like, you fought, you lost, is a terrific fight. Do some more work before we get here. Islam, fight somebody else. Well, now we're talking, again, this goes back to the circumstances of how the fight got made. Like, they clearly were trying to have Oliver Makachev and the cut above the eyebrow. So I wasn't even great about Oliver Makachev, if we're being honest. I I was prepared to get on here and be like... Okay, I guess we're doing this. Uh, I mean, this was just we were we were never going to be positive about this card, huh? We were just like this was. I mean, we were just. Uh, deep, I don't deep think in the this card was ever good. Wow. And I still, it's just like it. I understand it, but it's just. It's there are never several got fights on this card that the, I'm very excited. I will for. say the co-main event change um, absolutely improved my view on this card. Um, I'm a. I, I think it's super weird, and there's a part of it that I also hate, and we get can get into that, but uh, I. I did not have a ton of interest in Hamzat versus Costa other than watching Hamzat fight at this weight class and sort of seeing what that's about. But I wanted to see Hamzat fight Kamar Usman like two years ago. And so getting that, even if it's under weird circumstances, is at least like interesting to me. But yeah, um, I and look, we can also be honest at this point, Connor. Like, you know, we have no secrets from our listeners. They're wonderful people. Um, you hate Alexander Volkanovsky. I, I got forced into it. Straight up, I did. <laughs> You go listen to me talk about Volkanovsky like four years ago, and I was glowing because he's an unbelievable fighter. I say it every time. He might be the best fighter I've ever seen. The discourse around him has morphed into something that is hard to deal with, and I'm, I am partly happy that this is only 12 days' notice, so there can't be six months of being, I'm the ballsiest man alive for taking this lightweight title shot, and all of these other categorically insane things. Did he say things. that once? I mean, in his did, interview on the MMA on para- Obviously, that was paraphrased, but he said just today at media day, if the roles are reversed, Makachev isn't taking this fight. And what is that if not saying I have more balls than Makachev? When I straight up, this is a way riskier move for Islam to accept this fight, and no one's ever going to give him freaking credit for it. I've no seen people giving Islam him- credit. I've seen people giving Islam credit for taking this fight. All right. Is it the same? Are they giving him the same? Is there the same rush to fet this man as the bravest human alive for, oh my God, look just, at Volkanovsky. I just don't understand the hate for this guy. Like, he is, he will take any fight. He is an absolute monster. He's uncontroversial. He doesn't switch up. He doesn't change. He comes, he takes care of business, and he goes back to Australia, man. It's Cooks up a little dinner, puts it, it on his me. YouTube channel. His personality kills me. I just... 
Oil and what water. What is it about the personality? Oil and water. I can't do it, man. It's oil and water. Who's I, your? Who? What personalities do you like within the UFC? I mean, at this point, I don't know. Um, I'd have to think about it. But like, I don't look, Connor. Sometimes we need to get you a couple positivity. We we need to get you a big old. We need to get a big old picture of positivity over here. I was never going to be positive about a Volkanovski fight week because everything. Just just in everything, we just need a little bit more positivity. General positive, just not this fight. Oh no, 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 no. I mean, I'm largely a positive person. Sometimes I scroll your Twitter feed. I'm like, man, where's all this negativity coming from, Jed? Well. Look, I have a brand. I got to keep up with it. You know, it's just how it goes. It's just a brand negativity. Sometimes I'm like, come on. Either oh, way, you're. Let's get you. You're going to be here. This is. This is. I'm. I'm excited. Look at all of the favorites on this card. Oh, this yeah, is a series of squash matches. Why do you think I like it so much? I'm a goddamn. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm a chalk donkey, dude. Oh, oh, now the truth comes out. I do think that there like are some pretty good underdog spots on this card, but like, this ain't getting. I mean. Shouts it will be early. I do love an early card. Oh my god. I mean, um, that's another reason. Like the fact that we're kicking off the main card at two, like it's uh it's a thing of beauty. Uh, that's great. I just I gotta get through this week and hope that Volkanovsky loses. Cause if he does, then maybe we can go back to the real world where people just fight in their weight classes and it's great. And then I can stop doing this. Because if he wins, I'm probably logging off Twitter for like a year. We're we're so on opposite ends. I've like I've come out and said if Volk pulls this off, it might go down as my favorite moment as as a UFC fan. There's no way it's my favorite moment. It's like even I mean, of outside of my personal dislike for the narrative of Alexander Volkanovsky, I uh, it would be a terrific moment, uh, undeniably, but wouldn't be near my top, you know. MMA moments in history. I mean, it'll be just so crazy. But I'm desperately hoping um, that he does not do this because my mentions will be. Yeah, tough it'll scenes. be bad. It'll, it'll be, be tough bad scenes. For sure. Yeah, it'll be bad. For sure. uh, all right, let's uh, let's dive right in. Main event. Well, you just haven't told me because I, uh, I I missed the gambling spot on uh, on the MMA oh, yes. hour. Uh, How did we do last week? Yeah, I mean, since we since I was last on No Bets Bar, do two more winning weeks. Uh, we keep it rolling. Uh, I believe that is thirteen of the last fifteen weeks winning weeks. Knock on wood, we can keep it rolling. Uh, approaching a hundred units all time. We're at about ninety six. I mean, we're one really good week away from hitting that hundred unit mark. And at that point, I might just hang it up. I mean, I might just put the jersey in the rafters. Say bon voyage and just head off into the sunset. You're I mean, put that, your own jersey in the rafters. Yeah, yeah, that might be it. That might be it, man. A hundred units. I, you know, I've done my time in the game. I, I've proven <laughs> everything I can prove, and, and it's time to head off into the sunset and, and stop with all this stress and and everything that comes along with this game. What, what were the What were the big hitters for you last week? What did you uh, What did uh, you t- nail? Tommy Fury, KSI goes to a decision. That was just a terrific bet. Plus 105. I got plus money on that, and it was just never in doubt. Like I was a walk. I, I was never worried about that one. Uh and then I had a I had a couple other parlays that uh that did me good. Um so yeah, hopefully we can keep it rolling this week. You know, I joke about the hundred units thing. This game will humble you so so fast. I mean, I could I could lose seven units this week and just be that much further away from it. So uh, not going to get out in front of my skis here, and hopefully we can just bring home some green on Saturday. If you lose seven units, that means there were some upsets because uh, again, a lot of plus three or <laughs> plus three hundreds on this card. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure you're taking any of those Yeah, guys. it's uh, I I do have one big dog. We can dive into that later. Um, I got a few dogs. 
got a few dogs. Yeah, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. So let's jump right in. Let's do it. Main event, lightweight championship, Islam Makashev taking on Alexander Volkanovsky. Second time they face off. This time, you can have Islam Makashev for minus 290. Volkanovsky coming back at plus 235. Um, yeah, so like you know where I stand. I'm, I'm wearing a I'm wearing the Volkanovsky ring shirt right now. Like support the guy. He he is one of, if not my favorite fighter. Love the Australian stuff. Love love his attitude. Love love everything about it. But when it comes to the fight itself, I I am quite quite torn on this. Like I know how close the last fight was, but I just feel like the circumstances are are much different around this one, like we discussed earlier in the show. Like he is taking this on incredibly short notice. He hasn't, I mean, it felt like last camp, all he was doing was just drilling the wrestling. Like he made it very clear, like that's what he was doing now. Don't feel like he's been actively doing that for the last six weeks or however long he has for a normal camp. He's also on the road this time. He's not in Australia. He's in Abu Dhabi. The crowd is going to be heavily on Islam's favor. Uh, He has to adjust to the climate, adjust to the time, everything like that. Uh, Whereas Islam has been chilling out there uh, for a while. Um, So yeah, man, if I'm being totally honest, I feel like Islam gets it done again. Then when it comes to the over-under, sometimes I'm like, oh, I think there's actually going to be a finish this time. But then I'm like, ah, but these dudes are also just like so incredibly tough and so good at what they do. It's probably just going to be a decision. Um, I actually have no bet. No bet for the main wow. event. Yeah. Um, the bet was it, barred. There's no if, bet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I'm giving my official prediction, I'm going to say Islam by either a late finish or like a 49-46 decision. Let me uh let me try and sell you on something then, Connor. Sure, sure, I got, sure. I got two bets here. Okay. And uh, it's going to be a bit of a swerve because my bets are on Alexander Volkanovsky. Wow. Look, uh, I want to get this out of the way. There's a world where I'm subconsciously emotionally hedging. I was I was gonna say, is this like a little shield of defense? Because then anyone that that's... anyone that comes at you, if he wins, you could just be like, I fucking bet on him. I knew he was going to win. So I'm not saying I know he is going to win. I, there's not like a level of confidence in this bet. I right, I'm saying on, hindsight yeah. if it hits. Yeah, but again, this would be the same thing I say every single time. Be like, you hate Alexander Volkovsky, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, personalities don't mix. Um, don't don't love hanging out with him. I've never once disputed that he is one of the very best fighters I've ever seen. And I say that coming into this of being like, hey, man, uh, I watched them fight in February, and it was, it was a very competitive fight. Uh, I, I scored the fight three to two to Makachev on rewatch. I think that you could credibly score the fight four to one, but that does not dictate how close that fight was. It was extremely competitive, and I these odds are not the odds of a fight that is extremely competitive. Now, get what you're saying about the short notice, and I think. I think that's part of my issue with this narr- with this fight as well is that that is a big narrative and truthfully not sure how much of that is there because been a lot of reports rumors out there that basically since the hand surgery 6 weeks ago or whatever Volk has been in the gym training as if this fight would happen which if that's the case incredibly smart from him like credit to him uh and if also if that's the case that's not a full fight camp, not like exactly what you want, but it's still pretty close. 
Um, it's still better than sitting on the couch and answering the call, Nate Diaz-esque. And on the other side of things, Makachev has had a full, you know, prep camp for the sporting aspect of this. But I, there are not two fighters more dissimilar, really, than Alexander Volkanovsky and Charles Oliveira. Like the the prep that he would be doing for one of those men is extremely not the same as the other. The the difference in what they bring to the table, how they compete, is so drastic that I think there is very much a world where if Volk has been prepping this whole time, you know as he has said and as sort of has been reported, and Magachev hasn't, then that this actually gives Volko a little bit of a low-key advantage in having more time to drill specific things for it. Um, but this really just comes back to value, man. Like, I watched the first fight. First fight was really competitive. Um, you know, if Volkanovsky doesn't give up that takedown in the fourth, maybe he wins the fight. You know, it absolutely could have happened. So... You're getting plus 260 in some books right now for a straight bet on him. I think that that is extremely valuable. And so I, I had to take a bet on that. I you, I would never bet Makachev at these prices, given what he is. That's just way too high. And um, I also threw a little bit down on Volk inside the distance because he's, I mean, he's said the things, and you always take fight, what, what fighters say with a grain of salt, but... I do think coming off of that fight, I think there are a lot of adjustments both guys can make, and this fight could look different. But I think Volkanovski, if I'm Volkanovski and I'm looking at that, I would probably say need to be a little bit more aggressive because where he the the aggression opened him up to counters at times, but there were just parts of that fight where he didn't do enough. And I, we know he's got we know he's got knockout power. We know that Islam can get got and can get clipped. Um, Volk kind of tagged him in the in that last round there. So I think we might see a little bit more of an aggressive Volkanovsky and especially see a more aggressive Volkanovsky if all the stuff I just said is untrue and that he hasn't been training and that this is really him coming up on just a few weeks' notice. He's going to have to gamble more. He can't try and win that game without. So I think there's a ton of value on Volk straight, and you get him inside the distance at plus 360. Took a little sprinkle on that because why not? And yes, Connor, yes probably an emotional hedge here that if if Vogue does win I can be okay with it because I made some monies and if he loses I will not care about losing these two bets whatsoever <laughs> uh okay a so few free th- roll bets for me <laughs> a few things in reaction to this Volkanovsky inside the distance is the one that I considered uh mm-hmm. I was like I, I I agree with you in the sense that uh I feel like the adjustments that he's going to make and the things that he said uh, he is not going to be looking to leave this to the scorecards. I will also say, take what fighters say with the Huge smallest grain of, salt. grain of salt on planet Earth. Last week, the Tommy Fury KSI fight goes to a decision. I was like, I love this bet. Took it plus money. And then all I heard all week, Tommy Fury, early night at the office, this is nothing. I'm going to absolutely fry this guy. He's a piece of shit. He is... He is the scum of the earth on the bottom of my shoe. Like I am going to absolutely throttle this guy. I promise you on my life that I'm going to finish this guy. If it's a decision, then I lost. I hate myself. And, if he this cried goes to a tears decision. Of victory. and then he, and then he wins a majority decision and he ends up crying and it was never even close to being finished. Like it's the, the amount of times that you can go back and be like, Oh, like, uh, what a fighter said was actually not at all how the fight went. Uh, I mean, that, that's what makes the mystic Mac thing that, that much more special. Uh, Back to the fight itself, though. Um, 
Inside the Distance. I think you may have talked me into it. DraftKings Sportsbook right now hanging a plus five hundred. Wow, on inside the is, distance, Volkanovski. That is a better number. Uh, at plus 500, I think that's a terrific play. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. I, think I mean, go. why not? You know, you know, he's your boy. It's It'll be that much cooler. Like, because if he wins by finish, I'll be going crazy anyway. And then if I'm also cashing a plus 500, I'll be going that much more crazy. Life's too short to not back the boys, you know? It is. Uh, before we exit this fight, I do want to. I want to get this out here first because I'm going to go on other podcasts, out. other shows. Go ahead. I want us to be the one who breaks it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm willing to stipulate right here, right now, that if Alexander Volkanovsky does win, he look. He's this doesn't affect his featherweight legacy at all because I don't know if you know this. This fight is not at featherweight. He's he's simply not a greater featherweight than Jose Aldo, though he is a better one. If he wins this fight. I am open to the conversation of him being the best fighter ever. I am at this point in time wow. not open to it because wow. I've I've largely made a a vow that we just I'm just not having the, those conversations until a fighter retires because the end of fighters' careers can change that so dramatically. Um, you look at Anderson Silva, Fedor, guys who if they had retired at various spots would be unquestionably in that conversation. Uh, Straight up, if Volk wins, he should probably retire because it ain't getting better. Um, but if he wins this fight, I am he's obviously the best pound for pound fighter in the world, which he probably already is. Um, and if he wins this fight, I am he has very much inserted himself into the GOAT conversation, which a lot of stakes, a lot of opportunity there. So just want to get that out. I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming out, coming forward, being willing to stipulate. Uh, if the results go that way, uh, hope it's a great fight. That's that's one thing you said off the top. Like, hope it's a great fight because that's there's the a biggest lot, thing. There's a lot of times where you get the rematch and it's and it's not as good. It's so we we talked about this when the fight was announced. Or it was like, yeah, that's the best hope is that this fight. You know, I, I don't think it's going to live up to the first one because the first one is really incredible. And if it does, then this is a spectacular year. But just so many times, like you said, rematches don't live up. And given the circumstances, there's more opportunity for this to not be as fun or as compelling. And um, to me, the the actual worst case scenario is this fight happens. It's boring. Um, it's not as good. And Volk loses. And then it's just like, well, we, we wasted our one shot at this magical yeah. rematch yeah. in these circumstances. And now Makachev goes and fights Oliveira. And hopefully Volk fights Depuria. Uh, and doesn't like come away to beat up from this to to yeah. turn quickly. So there, I'll actually agree with you. Is that yeah, it would be a bummer if this was just like a boring Makashev forty nine forty six win clear on the scorecards, and it's just like damn, dude. If, if this is a fight that Makachev just gets the back and triangle body locks for four rounds, part of me will celebrate this because that will make me very happy. But <laughs> that will undeniably be not good viewing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be a bummer. Um, let's move on, though. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. 
and new customers to DraftKings can bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Got to keep it rolling. Let's go to the co-main event, middleweight bout. Now this guy... Hamza Shumayev uh, taking on Kamara Usman. Uh, right now, you can have the man, Boars, the Wolf, for minus 290. Usman coming back at plus 235. Actually, they are lined the exact same on DraftKings Sportsbook right now, both minus 294, the favorite, plus 235 for the underdog. Um, a lot of questions going into this one. I mean, both these guys moving up to 185. Hamzad obviously fought there before. Uh, I mean, for Usman, you got the injuries, obviously the short notice, the the weight class. And then honestly, like if you look at his his performances inside the cage, like that last one against Leon Edwards was was a pretty Tough. big dud from him. Uh, and he, he, I mean, he's doing fashion, he's doing acting. Like where where's the motivation at after having that reign with the belt, losing it? You know, now you're stepping in to fight an absolute killer. Uh, I mean, then on the Hamzad side, like this will be like the best fighter that he has fought. Uh, I feel like without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I mean, Kamaru Usman's the best fighter most people have fought. Yeah, I mean, it was Gilbert Burns before this, and Gilbert Burns got smoked by uh, Kamaru Usman. Um, Though, though Burns had his moments. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. That's true. Gilbert Burns also had his moments against Hamzad too. Um, Gilbert Burns, tough guy. Tough, tough guy, guy, dude. Tough guy. Uh, to the fight itself, how are we feeling on this one? Uh, so, as I mentioned up at the top, I'm, I'm a little more interested in this. Again, these are not perfect circumstances. I would have preferred this fight two years ago. Prefer, would have preferred it for the welterweight belt. But 
Um, I don't think we were ever going to get this fight and unless there's kind of circumstances like this, this at this point, um, cause it just didn't seem, and I'm more interested in this than Costa cause I just didn't really care about the Costa fight. And this is really compelling. And my analysis here is going to be not terribly dissimilar from my analysis of the main event. I think you're getting a ton of value on Kamaru Usman. I got some more questions because of of the various questions you put out there, the injuries, the, the recent history, the short notice, upper weight class, a lot of question marks about what Kamar Usman's going to look like uh, under these circumstances. But, look, we all know the story of Hamzat at this point. I was about as big a Hamzat dude as could be when he broke in. Things have sort of slowed a bit over his recent like past two years. I have no idea what this fight is going to look like. If Hamzat comes out and he is simply too large and too physical, which I think is a very real possibility, and he immediately takes Usman down. I mean, we saw Leon Edwards, what he did to Kamaru Usman from top position and the sort of inability of Usman to shake Leon Edwards off. If Hamzat gets set on Usman, this is going to be a bad day. I'm not sure he does, though. Usman is such a good defensive wrestler. And unlike with Edwards, where... The game plan was get in tie-ups. Let's try and force these takedowns. And Leon kind of hit counters and, um, you know, scrambles. I think the plan for Usman is very, very simple. I'm going to jab this dude's face off. I'm going to stay away from the exchange. I'm going to jab this dude's face off and maybe fire the right hand behind it. I think you can make a lot of hay with that against uh, Chemaev. So I, I think there's a real chance that Usman comes out here and just kind of shows class that Chemaev – we know Chemaev is really talented and rugged, but we haven't seen a ton of depth on the feet, certainly. And if he is forced into that kind of a fight, I think Usman's a little bit better served here. So I'm going with it. I'm, I'm taking Usman um, as the underdog bet again, um, just firing in at it. I mean, how many times in life do you get Kamaru Usman at plus 250, you know? It's crazy to say. It's, 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 to a, say. it's a big number for one of the 15 best fighters ever, if not higher than that. Um, and I'm also gonna, I'm double stacking again. Wow. I'm throwing a little bit, a little bit of cheddar, a little bit of sprinkle, um, on Usman by decision prop, just because, you know, we're, this is, this is three rounds, not five. This were five. I would not feel confident with, with a decision bet, but three rounds where I think the most effective weapon, um, the biggest weapon in this sort of narrative I'm telling myself is Usman's jab. Um, Usman by decision, plus 550. Yep, exactly. So um, doing the double stack on the main and co-main. Um, so for the fight itself for me, uh, I mean, like it, it feels like Kamaru Usman has been able to thrive off of of physicality using that strength that he has. Hasn't Not, hurt him. Has, yeah, it hasn't hurt him. Been, hasn't being hurt able him. to just toss people around. Don't know if he's going to be able to do that here. And obviously, that's just a question mark. That's that's something that I will, like you said, I have no idea what this fight is going to look like. It could look many, many different ways. I mean, there is a world where Hamza comes out here and just, like, brutalizes tackles him. Just, like, it just, like, tackles him and finishes just him. Kevin Hollins him. Yes. Yeah, th- there is a world where that happens. Um, there's also a world where, like you said, like, Usman is able to stuff the takedowns. I mean, the dude's takedown defense is like 99% over a monster sample size. Uh, and if he's able to stuff the takedowns, this is a whole new fight because like we, we saw Hamzad get hurt against Gilbert Burns in the striking. Now, it's not like Usman is a is a master in striking, but like I think he's he's enough to to hold his own against Hamzad. Hamzad hasn't 
Yes, he has knockout power. Hamzat's not a master either, yeah. Yeah, he's not a master. Um, But at the end of the day, man, this guy Hamzat has been a money train for me. Uh, And I'm going to continue to ride it. Uh, I'm going to take him... Even at this price? in In a small parlay. But then I'm also... The bigger bet is the inside the distance, minus 115. I'm going to lean on the side that he's able to get the takedowns, and once he gets the takedowns, the grappling will excel, and he and he's able to finish him. So I I don't mind the inside the distance. I looked at that as a as a counter hedge to my own because I do think if Jemayev's winning this, I I don't think it's on the scorecards. If he's winning it, it's because he gets takedowns, and if he gets takedowns, I think he's getting a finish. So I like the if you're gonna play it, I think the inside the distance. Um, I I'll, I'm always pulling for you. I'm always rooting for you. Um, this is a parlay piece. I don't want to parlay the favorites in the main or co-main at all. Those numbers yeah. are very large. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you. And I don't even feel great about the next fight with parlay, <laughs> parlay and him in it. I actually agree with you there. And we, we can talk about that in <laughs> I one second. But I don't feel great oh about it. Oh my god, you fucking uh, and then uh, we can talk about that in one second. Before we move on, future of the promotion, whatever, it. whatever aside, whatever you want to say. I love the two the the storyline surrounding this. Like Hamzat either continues to be an absolute nightmare for everyone, no pun intended, or it's a nice like y'all must have forgot moment if if Usman wins this. Like this would be thoroughly impressive if if Usman came out here and beat uh, Hamzat up a weight class on 10, 12 days notice, whatever it is, and then obviously Makashev can just continue his trajectory into. God, this guy is unbelievable status, and and Volk has the chance to obviously double champ, and you know we start talking about him potentially being the greatest fighter of all time. So the storyline surrounding the final two fights, I am very excited for the way they are going to unfold. Yeah, I mean the they're, they're compelling narratives coming in in that way, and I will admit I'm flirting with the idea of parlaying uh, Volk and Usman. Jesus Christ, what is a, that? Plus a thousand? Uh, it, it's in fact plus a thousand, just as a gimmick of. <laughs> Of the the I, I would tentatively call that parlay the uh, twelve days notice up a weight class parlay. Yeah, that <laughs> so, legends parlay. I mean, like two yeah, legends just, of the game, like stepping in, saving the card. Twelve days notice, top fifteen all time fighters <laughs> up a weight class parlay. We'll, work, we'll workshop the name. We'll yeah, workshop yeah, the name. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be an acronym or something we can yeah. shorten that thing up. <laughs> plus a thousand. Uh, I gotta say, because you know, apparently I'm the negative man. I dislike that they have functionally come out and say that this is for a middleweight title shot. I think, yeah. I think we all could have DDP, guessed. DDP is in South guessed that right this now, would so. happen. You know, like we all could have been like, yeah, it's probably going to happen. But I don't think this fight needed that part to make it a compelling, interesting matchup. And instead, it's just like, man, it's going to be really weird when these two welterweights are fighting for a middleweight title shot. Yeah. Um, I, th- but, I think know. combined in the UFC octagon, they have like 11 minutes of fight time at 185. And yeah. that's like all uh, Hamzat. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think it's from one fight that made it to the second round. Yeah, um, saying Gerald Mearshart. Yeah. <laughs> that was 12 seconds or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that KO highlight is so good. It's, it's just insane. like the biggest pop of just like getting absolutely flattened. Yeah, Gerald Mearshart was 17 seconds. 17. Um John Phillips yeah, was... Yeah, John Phillips went to the second round, didn't he? Yeah, it was it was six it, minutes and 12 seconds. Yeah, everyone thinks it's short, but it was Shabayev beating the soul out of him for the first round and then finishing it in the second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so like the biggest thing is just like, I, I feel like I'm going to know on this inside the distance bet Very quickly. quickly. 
I if, think that that's if that, true. If that bad boy is going to hit or not. Um, because if Hamzat finishes you, he usually just is able to do what he wants and he gets you out of there quickly. Um, great to see him back in the octagon, though. Great to see him back. I mean, it's it's been a minute. It it has been a while. Um, yeah, glad glad to have him back. Uh, it's a great fight. It's a weird fight. It's very the circumstances are weird, but I I'm I'm interested. So this is this is my main event. I'll be I love it. I'll be gritting my teeth and praying during the main uh, during the co-main. I'll just sit back and enjoy. I love it. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling uh, on the main card. Light heavyweight bout: Magomed Ankalaev taking on Johnny Walker. You talk about sort of a sort of a weird fight. I feel like this this fight is going to be. Well, I feel it's like a Johnny this, Walker fight. When yeah. has Johnny Walker ever had a normal fight? I feel like this bad boy goes one of two ways. We are either like, oh, that was fun. That was pretty chaotic. Or it is just the snooziest snoozer of all time. Uh, right now, Uncle Live, minus 360. Walker coming back at plus 285. So you talked about parlaying him up. Like I, I think Uncle Live wins, but uh, at the price tag, I, I, I kept him out of my parlays. So a, a re- that's the absolute reasonable way to approach this. And if I was being a reasonable man... Uh, I would not. Apparently, I'm going to have four parlays this week because I think I am going. Oh my to god! Par- I, thought you were, I thought you were about to say four parlays tied to Mangaman. No, 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 no. I am going. He's going to be in a couple of these parlays, but since I'm probably going to actually do the aforementioned 12 days notice up a weight class top 15 all time fighter parlay, yeah, uh, that will be my fourth because uh, I guess three because I haven't punched him in yet, but I have them written down here. He's going to be in one of two parlays. <laughs> Is depending on how it shakes out, because I think he's going to win this fight. I am of the opinion that Magomed Ankalaev is probably the actual best light heavyweight on on the planet. Um, just the depth of his skills, where it went. I don't have an issue uh, with what happened in the Blahovich fight. I also think Blahovich is sort of a uniquely bad style matchup for him in a lot of ways. Um, so, like, I, I don't have an issue if you don't think he's the best two or five in the world, but. If I had to pick one champion, he would be it. Um, and Johnny Walker is this sort, you know, mercurial dude who has had a great run of form lately. Kind of turned it around after being in a weird spot. But I think Magomed Ankalaev, his game is pretty well built to handle Johnny Walker. He can get the takedowns when he wants and or needs them. And Ankalaev is a pretty good counter striker uh, distance. I think he just can do the leg kick thing to Johnny Walker, and Johnny Walker will at some point try and do something crazy. And probably get caught. So um, taking a, a shot on Uncle Live inside the distance, plus money, it's plus 140 where I got it at. And um, because there are several gimmicks that can be done here, Uncle Live is potentially tied into two parlays. One of them, you know, uh, the Magomedov parlay. There are several Magomedovs going on in this fight card. So pretty easy parlay to make happen. And the other... Kind of, I don't know. I don't know if you dug in and did the research like I did, but we got four. Count them: one, two, three, four. Combat Sambo World Champions fighting oh. on this card. Arguably the greatest base in mixed martial arts today. Don't tell Craig Jones that. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see if that matters because you know he's 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 got going on. So, depending on which of these three parlays I decide to put money down, he'll either be in the Magomed. Parlay or the Combat Sambo World Champion Parlay. So to be or clear, both. the the Magomed Parlay would be Magomed Ankalaev, Saeed Nurmagomedov, and uh, Shara Bullet Magomedov. Correct. Nice, nice. I, I like that. 
I like that. Uh, that, that, one, yeah, I mean, that parlay pays out plus 170. That parlay is the one I am largely considering removing um, because of Charbutin and being uh, not the best dude. Um, so you have the Magomed, you have the Sambo, and then you have the 12DNUAWCT15ATP parlay. I got, a, I got another one too, but we haven't gotten into any of those fighters yet. Uh, and just to be clear, that is the uh, 12 Days of Notice Up Away Class Top 15 all-time parlay uh, that I just laid out we for you. Yeah, I mean, we, we, I mean, we, we all know. I mean, if you don't know, everyone knows. Um, largely agree with you on how the fight plays out. I'm also... Uh, Going going back to the well, I'm doing doing something that I know could could very well hurt me. Uh, you know, could be Ooh. bad for me in in the long run. Uh, I'm taking the under, uh, under two and a half minus one fifty. Uh, I I know what I'm getting into here. Uh, this is either going to be Eyes one of wide the, open, either going to be one of the easiest bets I ever make, and it's just like, of course. I mean, that was a no brainer. Or I'm going to want to pull my hair out, and I'm going to hate my life because there's been several times where I've taken Johnny Walker unders. And it is just smooth sailing. It's just easy. Guy's got 11 UFC fights. Uh, seven finishes coming in the first round. But when he doesn't get the finish in the first round or get finished in the first round, uh, he's gone to four decisions. And I mean, if, you, if you've been a part of the program, if you have, uh, have tailed any of those, I mean, you know how, just how frustrating it can be. The, the Anthony Smith fight was, could have been finished on, on several occasions. The Tiago Santos one. That was, yeah, uh, I mean, it was just, no one wanted to throw a punch. Um, and then somehow Johnny Walker versus Nikita Krylov went to a decision. I mean, I, I just don't even know how how that's possible. But uh, yeah, I, I know what I'm getting into here. I think this is a good price. I think Johnny Walker is, Magomed Ankalaev is going to dictate how this fight is going to go. And Johnny Walker is going to try something. And I do think he either gets caught. And if he doesn't, I think he can be successful with with getting the finish. So, uh, yeah, I know what I'm getting into. But uh, as long price, as you know. Price was too good for me to pass up. As, as long as you're aware, then that's all that matters. All right. Let's keep it rolling. We're still on the main car. we got to start flying through these bad boys. Oh, I have very little to say about most of the remaining fights. So I wanted, uh, I wanted to front load us with the fights I cared about. <laughs> Middleweight bout, Ikram Alaskarov taking on a short notice, Warley Alves right now. Ikram minus 625, Alves plus 450. No one's talking about this short notice, Connor. No one's talking about Nasruddin pulling out uh, yeah. the, the main two of taking the spotlight from, yeah. from our boy Ikram. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Warley Alves is only 32, which is, uh, I don't know, it just feels like it doesn't really make sense in my head. Um but yeah, I don't know. This is, this is a tough matchup for him. I also look back on it. <laughs> it's tough. We really, we really both bet on uh, Warley Alves at at Chaka. It's against Nicholas Dalby. Just back in January, that, that wasn't was, our finest moment. That was crazy. I mean, that is that's why people are like, "Y'all suck at gambling." That's a split I'm like, decision. Yeah, I know. You know, we almost got there. That was a splitty. A splitty. I, I felt like I felt like Dalby just ran through him like butter. Maybe that's just me thinking back on just him being the Brazilian killer. The the, the I mean, old Brazilian beast. That's the thing is we, I don't, did we know that he was a Brazilian killer at that point or did we find that out later? We were aware of speculations that stamped That it. confirmed. Yeah. So that, that was when we're like, yeah, now, now we know what's up. Yeah. And I believe in just two short weeks. Yep. 
He's heading back to Brazil to take on Gabriel Bonfim. I know we're all, ooh, Bonfim, brother. Well, that's a shame for that Bonfim. Yeah, that sucks that he's going to have to get derailed like that. He's doing it in Brazil. This guy loves going to Brazil and beating Brazilians. He's an absolute madman. The true Brazilian killer. Shouts to Nicholas Dalby. Uh, yeah, Alves, though, I mean, he's four and six since since 2016. He's coming in on short notice against like a, a pretty high level prospect. Also, I feel, you know, <laughs> I feel like he's going to look decent and then like he's probably going to gas and like Ikram's going to put it on him and, and finish him. Also, Alves is a welterweight. <laughs> yes, so, that is another you know, part of that. We could that, add, that, add that like, part in. This. this is, I mean, I feel like I feel like Ikram's going to finish him and. In uh, like the second or third round. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, if you look at Alves, he's been finished in three of his last four fights and they all came in the second round. Akram round two, not a bad shout. Oh, what is is Akram at round two? I hadn't noticed that. That's fun. I'm actually going to check it out right now. Um, Akram round two. Ikram round two. Fight ends in round two is plus 270. Give me yeah. an Alice Garov what, in was, round two. There's got to be yeah. one out there, huh? Got to be one. Got to be one. I mean. Locating, locating. Uh, plus 340 is what I'm seeing. Eh. Like don't love it, don't hate it. Say I would love it. A little, I'd like it a little bit higher for that sort of a specialty bet. Yeah, but man, we're getting like it. We're trying to throw I guess Vegas, is, Vegas has checked the tape on... Yeah. On our boy Warley. Yeah. It can uh, run yeah. too. Not a bad shot though. I'm I'm with you. Um I think Alice Garov is potentially actually a very, very good fighter. I mean, one loss and that loss being to Hamzat Shmaev. It's a pretty good guy to lose to, you know, as far as quality competition. This is and this is about the standard of competition he's faced so far in the UFC and kind of elsewhere. You know, Warley Alves is good, not great. Um Shame the Imovov fight didn't happen because that was a pretty clear opportunity to establish himself as a top 15 guy. Uh, but it is what it is, I suspect, to win. And he is leg three of the Combat Sambo World Champion parlay. Of course, with Islam Makachev and Magomed Ankalaev as the first two legs of the Combat Sambo World Champion parlay. So um, I believe I'll be betting that, even though betting that goes directly against my Alexander Volkanovsky bet. Uh, but just... You know, gotta gotta fly with the gimmicks as long as you have them. You know, I do have Vikram in uh, in some parlays. Um, yeah, I feel I feel like he gets it done. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Last fight on the main card: bantamweight bout. Saeed Nurmagomedov taking on Moeen Gafarov. Gafarov? Where's where's the? I go Gafarov, but yeah. I would not pretend to be an. I'm no John Anik, you know. Yeah, I am no John Anik either. Uh, right now, you can have Saeed minus two hundred five, Gafarov plus one seventy. Uh, so I'm assuming Saeed's going to make it into your Magomed parlay. If the Magomed parlay happens, he obviously isn't there. This is the parlay I'm the most likely to cut, um, even though it's probably the best like actual parlay to do. You know, as far as betting wise, um, but yeah, I also think he should win this. The problem is, old old Gafarov is also combat sambo world champion and so he would be leg four of the combat sambo world Yikes. champion parlay plus money it it does help the parlay but i don't love his chances here saeed is the weirdest of the Nurmagomedovs in part because he's not actually related to them um but he's been a decent fighter and probably wins would be my guess 
Um, she's just a, a little bit better of a striker, frankly, and can, you know, probably avoid the ground of Gafarov. So if I'm just picking, I'm picking Namagomedov. But uh, one of these two men will be in a parlay. It just depends whether I'd rather play the Magomedov parlay or the Combat Timber World Champion parlay. Yeah, like I... I, I'm with you. Like, I feel like he gets it done. I I, I kind of feel like this is like a, a touch of a step back in competition for him from his last few fights. Uh, like Jonathan Martinez, we're now seeing, you know, what he can do at the top of this division. Douglas De Silva de Andrade. I mean, I know Sayuji Cub got cut, but like he was he was nice while while he was in the UFC. Um, Gavrov's tough. Like he's never been finished. But yeah, man, I, I just I do feel like Saeed's the better striker here, and he, he's kind of got him covered. And if it goes to the ground, like I, I feel decent about him too. I, I I think this is Saeed's fight to win. Yeah, uh, I agree. Which is why the Combat Timber World Champion parlay—it's a four legger. Four legs never never win. It's never. impossible. I'm with you. I've never seen one win. So uh, yeah, feel like we're in agreement there. Um, Saeed Magomedov. I think he gets his hand raised. Let's keep it rolling to the prelims. Men's flyweight bout, Tim Elliott taking on Muhammad Mohaev. Right now, Mohaev, the big favorite. Minus 440, Tim Elliott coming back at plus 340. Uh, I have nothing here. Um, Mohaev probably wins. Maybe he subs him. Probably goes to a decision. We know this guy. I mean, this guy was public enemy number one. I feel like he's the he was the first crack in the wall of flyweight unders that, that led to the dam breaking. Uh, and ruining that gimmick for us. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll uh, hold no bars here. And, uh, yeah, say I just, I'm just i not putting my money here. Not putting my money here. I think nope. that's, I think that's doing smart. It. I won't do it. I believe that's smart. And, Connor, I'm glad we're here because we got to talk this fight through because this is where I also need some guidance because yeah. straight up I think Tim Elliott is a, is a good bet. Um, I think that there is – this is a fight that I think Jack Slack put it on Twitter this week. Um, sort of summed up my exact thoughts on this fight. I think uh, I saw at, the same tweet. Which is uh, booking Mahayev against a guy who can exclusively grapple is either a really good idea or a really terrible idea. Yeah, I'm not like, sure which one. <laughs> Tim Elliott is he does make mistakes, but like that is also how he wins. Yeah, and he's a funky Mahayev, weird grappler. I mean, Mahayev also makes mistakes. Mahayev makes mistakes like. They Dude almost got his knee get... blown out last fight. Mm-hmm. They're going to get into exchanges and grappling exchanges. They're going to get weird with it. I think if Mahayev was just tried to not grapple, he probably could out like just straight up outstrike Tim Elliott. But that's not what he has been about. I am as big on Muhammad Mahayev as just about anyone um, has been. You know, me and Mike Heck have been really pushing him. I think this is a great a great level tester for him. And this is a great opponent for him. These odds, I don't really trust Mahayev at them, and thus I think getting plus 350 on you know Tim Elliott is decent value. But, Connor, but I don't know if you noticed, we also have three Muhammads on this fight card. <laughs> that's, that's pretty tempting. For a man like me who likes a gimmick, three yeah. Muhammads on one fight card in Abu Dhabi? Feels like maybe we could we could make that gimmick. And Mahayev is uh, is the only favorite of the three Muhammads. Wow. So, and I frankly I think there's very much a world where the Muhammad parlay uh, fails because of him, and not because of the two underdogs. So wow. I just don't know how to feel wow. about it. I don't know where to go. 
My my head is telling me Tim Elliott. My heart is telling me gimmick parlay. I haven't solved this. If if you have guidance, let me know. Otherwise, I, I may just have to ask the Magic Eight Ball. Do we have any Magic Eight Ball bets this week? We have no Magic Eight Ball wow. bets this wow. week. Uh, last week we had the Magic Eight Ball bet on um, uh, the flyweight fight, the flyweight rematch. That I, the names are uh, yes, Shares versus Shares Lacerda two. The fight we all wanted. And then it it fell through. So there were no fly, there were no eight balls last week. Um, I just not I'm not sure which way to go here, Connor. Yeah, I mean that probably means you stay away. I, I don't want I don't want my money on this on no, this that, fight. You know like, what that means? It means it's time for the eight ball, Connor. I, real time. <laughs> here You're we about go. to get a real time magic eight ball. I've got I thought it, it was always real time. No, no, no. These are I, I eight ball pre- I eight ball prep. You know, okay. Real time though. Here we're we're gonna ask the magic eight ball. Magic 8-Ball, a wise and powerful Magic 8-Ball. Should I bet the Muhammad Parlay this weekend at UFC 294 in Abu Dhabi? And the answer is, it is certain. Okay, we're not betting Timmy Elliott then. It's the Muhammad Parlay. Wow. You now have witnessed history. By You have witnessed history. The listeners have heard history. The Muhammad Parlay which is plus 985, by the way. We'll get into the other legs of this coming up, but we've established what we're doing now. Plus 985. A couple of underdogs with the other Muhammads, and I got to tell you, I don't... Look, Muhammad Yaya versus Trevor Peak. we're about to get into. That, that feels viable, um, like live. Super hate betting against Nathaniel Wood, um, but got to do it. Got to be done. Yeah, I guess. I guess it has to be done. Let's keep it rolling right along to another Mohammed, a lightweight bout. Mohammed Yaya taking on Trevor Peak. He's back, baby. Uh, trying to get back in the win column right now. Trevor Peak shitting at minus 162. Yaya at plus 136. Uh, so, I mean, it feels like we, we just found out what you're going to do here. We did, um, and again, like I, I actually do think I, pro- I probably would stay away from this in general. But I that's what Yaya, a smart man would do. I think Yaya is pretty live here. He's not a bad fighter. Um, watched some of his stuff in UAE Warriors. He he can scrap a little bit. Um, has some failings, uh, particularly in the grappling department. But um, I think he. I don't feel terrible about his chances to win. Uh, I just wouldn't feel confident about his chances to win either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually with you. I played Trevor Peak at minus 110. Uh, I mean, if he loses, that's that's just, you know, the luck of the draw. That kind of kind of wouldn't shock me because he isn't like a technical fighter. He isn't that great of a fighter. But what he is going to do, what he's going to do, is he's going to outdog Muhammad Yaya here. He's got heart. He's got power. He's got pace. The three... The, the two P's and an H, uh, you know, power, pace, heart. That's, that's PHP. PHP. I mean, that's that's what makes up a, a winning bet. Uh, I mean, he's going to turn it into a brawl. There's no, I think Trevor Peak might turn this into a brawl. Trevor Peak is going to turn this into a brawl. He's One willing way. He's willing to eat five to throw a couple standing hammer fists. That's what you know what it's going to be. I mean, this is this is what is going to happen. And who, who doesn't enjoy a brawl more than Trevor Peak? Someone who enjoys it much less. Muhammad, yeah, yeah. Three losses for my man. Three finishes. I think the going's going to get tough, and the tough's going to get going, and the tough is TP, Trevor Peak, PHP, power, pace, heart, hand raised. Alabama, well, stand up. Trevor Peak's always fun. So if nothing else, this is going to be one of the more fun fights on the card. Um, so, yeah, be a good time. 
Yeah, I uh, I I have that, and I have the under two and a half and a little uh, prop parlay. I, I right. would would have been astonished if you weren't on an under on this fight, Yo, given yeah, the yeah. way Trevor Peak. What like Lo- I love betting unders. Nine fights are first round finishes or something dumb like that. Yeah, I love betting unders with fighters that I know are just going to get in there and bang. Like even if yeah. it loses, you know you it's going to have a. Oh, you feel live. You feel friggin' live. All right, let's keep it rolling. Next up, bantamweight bout: Javid Basharat taking on Victor Henry, and right now Basharat coming in as a big, big favorite, minus five seventy five. Victor Henry coming back at plus four twenty five. Uh, I really think this is a great fight. Despite the odds, I, I think this is going to be uh, a solid fight. I mean, Victor Henry puts up crazy volume numbers. Like he's, I believe in two of his three fights, he's gone over 150 significant strikes. Like those are, those are big time volume numbers. Um, but I think we have to, you know, let it be known. This is a podcast that proudly faded Victor Henry against our boy Alpharetta's very own Rafael Sunsau just a year ago. I mean, how'd that go for us? The year anniversary was just last year. Uh, it went pretty well. I think it was like a plus three thirty, plus three fifty. Rafael Sunsal, Alfred's very own. Look it up. Um, so yeah, I'm using Javid Bashrat as a parlay piece because I feel like he's just a touch better than Victor Henry everywhere. I mean, Victor Henry is going to come in here. He's going to be a dog. He's going to he's going to put up volume numbers. Um, but I just feel like everything Victor Henry does, Javid Bashrat does. You know, anything you can do, I can do better, just a bit better. Um, I think it's going to be a fun fight, but I think uh, Bashrat, just so defensively sound. Uh, he can mix in the takedowns, though Victor Henry has good takedown defense and get-up game. Um, solid striking. I just think he's better everywhere. I think he, I think he gets it done. I agree that he gets it done. Um, honestly, if I was if I approached this fight card like a reasonable person, I probably would have just taken underdog shots in yeah, the main and co-main event. And then I would have just gone big, big unload on an Alice Garov uh, Basharat parlay. Not getting a terrific price, but buddy, that's going to cash for you. Instead, what I've done here is uh, my last my last non-parlay piece bet of the weekend. I'm taking uh, Basharat by decision at minus 150. Henry never been stopped. Yeah. Um, incredibly durable. Really high on Basharat. Um, very, very good fighter. Just, I think Victor Henry is, one, he's going to compete, like you said, put up big numbers. He's going to stay in there every step of the way. And so this is not going to be free reign for Bashrat to just kind of club him. And in a competitive fight, guy as durable as him, I think he makes it to the scorecards. Bashrat wins probably 30-27 straight up. But, you know, I think he wins by on the cards. And minus 150 is a, a substantially better price than minus 570. Yeah. Uh, over one and a half is a parlay piece for me in my prop parlay. Great, great prop parlay. That is happening. So yeah, I I feel like we align on this one. Let's keep it rolling. Middleweight bout. Cedric Dumas taking on Abu Azaitar. The the return of Abu right now. You can have Dumas for minus 230. Azaitar plus 190. Uh, yeah. hard, Hard to trust Dumas at these chalk odds, but, uh. I mean, I would say it's even harder to trust uh, Abu Zaitar. He has fought twice. Twice in the last seven years. Uh, he's going to be five inches shorter, three inches uh, reach disadvantage, eight years older than Dumas. Um, and I mean, it's not like the with the age comes great experience because he's fought two times in the last seven years. Uh, so yeah, I feel like this is a Dumas one. Are you, are you betting it? Is he a parlay piece? 
No, I actually bet it at minus 165. But like that doesn't help the audience, obviously. It, it does not. Uh, yeah, I'm just not betting this fight. Yeah. Nope. At this price, no I would. Need. Yeah, I would just. I already because put a lot of stupid Dumas, bets I mean, down huh? on this card. Like, Why would I bet this one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dumas, betting Dumas is stupid. Like if I lose, I'll be like, yeah, that's what you get. You, you Dumas, dumbass is what yeah. I will be if I lose on it's, this. It's low hanging fruit, but it doesn't mean that fruit isn't isn't a great joke. Yeah, it's a great joke. I mean, uh, I'll be at SNL soon. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Lightweight bout, Anshul Jubilee taking on Mike Breeden. And right now, you can have Jubilee minus 298, Breeden plus 240. Your thoughts on this one? Uh, my thoughts do not exist. I have zero thoughts oh. on this matchup. I watched oh. uh, absolutely oh. zero tape of okay. of Mr. Jubilee. Um, right. I know that he has fought in the UFC yeah. this year. Yeah, don't remember it at all. I don't either. Didn't didn't uh, didn't stand out. I believe he's a road to UFC product. Yep, he is. Um, first Indian is, fighter. Is he the first Indian or second Indian? He's like a pretty. Aren't many Indian fighters yeah, in UFC many history? Indian fighters. Um, maybe Big he was the first. He might be the first one who won. Like yeah. uh, the first Indian fighter who got a win. That sounds like that might be right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got nothing here. Uh, I actually think this line is a little off. I am going to be backing the dog. In Mike Breeden. I actually went back and watched a couple of Jubilee's fights. He's not overly impressive to me. He's seven and Doesn't 0. Shock me. He, he's very unproven. Uh, he has not fought a great level of competition. And yes, I'm aware Mike Breeden is not a you know, a wonder prospect. I'm aware that he has lost three straight, but I hate to do the MMA math thing. I mean, Jubilee probably would have gotten smoked against Breeden's three losses. As well. I mean, it, it's not like he's had an easy run here in the UFC. He comes in, takes on Alexander Hernandez on short notice. Yes, he gets put out in the first round. Natan Levy, who, going back and watching it, this fight could play out very similarly to Natan Levy. It's not, Jubilee does not have insane finishing capabilities. Like, he's going to, to decisions with essentially cans out here. Like, I mean, we're talking about he went to a decision with a five and four guy who's now six and five. Uh, he went to a decision with another five and four guy who's now seven and seven. Like it, he doesn't have insane finishing capabilities. Went to a split decision uh, on the road to UFC fight. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's an indictment on Mike Breeden to lose to Terrence McKinney and Tom Levy and, and Alexander Hernandez. I, I don't think Jubilee would have fared that well uh, either. Plus, I know Breeden can get finished. But I don't think Jubilee has that finishing capability to put him out because Breeden does have that dog in him. He does have that fight in him. I went back and watched the Levy fight. Sure. I know what you're going to say. I know what everyone's going to say. It's all sitting on the tip of their tongues right now. They want to scream it to the rafters. He got taken down nine times in that Natan Levy fight. Guess Is that what? good? Guess what? Natan Levy with those nine takedowns racked up a whole three minutes of control time. He does have good get-up game. I think I think he's going to be able to get up. I think he's going to be able to stop some of these takedowns. I think he's going to be able to bring this fight to Jubilee. Like, I, I just don't think uh, think he should be such a massive underdog. Um, I think this fight's going to play out closer, and I, I think there's a world. I mean, going back and watching that Levy fight, he won the third round clearly, won it clearly, and I, I think there's an argument he could have made for the second round. I, I really do. I think the fight's going to play out similarly to that. I think it's closer than the odds say. I'm going with Mike Breeden. Mike Money Breeden as an underdog. Connor, it's, it's not how many times you get taken down. It's how many times you get up. That's what I'm saying. It's all that's, about. 
that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I, uh, I'm willing to take the dog shot here. I, I feel decent about it. Um, I'm definitely not parlaying up Jubilee uh, at these odds. That's not, that's not something I'm going to do. Um, let's keep it rolling, though, to a featherweight bout. Nathaniel Wood taking on Mohamed Naimov right now. The prospect, the man, Nathaniel Wood, minus 340, Naimov, plus 270. You said you hate going against Nathaniel Wood. I do, because I just like Nathaniel Wood, cashed on him a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. Since we started this podcast, Nathaniel Wood, by decision, has just been a money printer. Just just a money train. I mean, someone should tell Nathaniel Wood that no bets barred is the reason he's succeeding, because I think that we can say that comfortably. I took him uh, by decision against Charles Rosa. I mean, he got dicey with those leg kicks. Took him by decision against Charles Jordan. A beauty. I mean. My issue is uh, last time out for Naimov, I was on the Jamie Malarkey train. I was like, yeah, Naimov, (laughs) like, not very good. I get it, Tajikistan having a bit of a moment, but like, Jamie Malarkey, you know, mercurial fighter, but I think he's got the goods here to beat this guy who's not all that great. And he comes out and just just ruins me that week. That was a tough, tough L to take. Jamie Malarkey was looking pretty good, too. Yeah, and then then this may talk about the dog. Naimov's got the dog. Maybe he and Gafarov, you know, the two Tajikistan Tajik fighters on this card, they deliver, and uh, then I can feel great about these parlays that I've <laughs> plugged them into. But uh, I don't like betting against Nathaniel Wood. I do think he's very likely to succeed here at some point in time some point in time i'm gonna question kind of nathaniel wood in this weight class he's pretty small for it um but i mean what we've seen so far has been great just great pace great volume mixes the takedowns in with the striking just doing all sorts of things here that i think should kind of keep naimov off kilter for the whole way down so uh just a pick it's wood but muhammad parlay I'm in on Naimov. I tossed Wood in a, in a parlay. I, I feel like, I mean, you know, the Andre getting dropped by Andre Philly makes me a little bit nervous with Naimov's power. Obviously, that's how he won the Malarkey fight. But if he avoids the power, I think this is Wood all day. I, like, I feel like this is a 30-27 Wood. Uh, he also did drop Philly, though. Like, there's, there's a world where, you know, he, he's able to do something to, to, to Naimov. So. Absolutely wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going with Wood. Uh, just in a parlay, no, no wood by decision, because uh, this could turn into a nasty scrap. This, this could certainly turn into a nasty scrap. Though, that mob never been finished. Wouldn't, wouldn't be the worst, worst and play. It's gonna ever be a lot made. bigger than wood in there. Be a lot oh yeah, than he's also going from Jamie Malarkey. It's like you're cutting yeah. it like in half. That's a, that's a big shift in a in opposition. Yeah, yeah, especially when it, when it comes to the size. All right, just a couple more fights here. Let's get through these. Jin Yu Fry taking on Victoria Dudakova. In a straw weight bout, and right now you can get due to COVID for minus 500, Jin Frey plus 380. Um, never thought I'd be throwing Victoria due to COVID in a parlay, but uh, I think that's smart. Yeah, here we are, Jin Frey. Just she's just not it. She just she keeps coming back to the well. She is uh, she's, <laughs> she's 11 and nine. <laughs> she is 11 and nine. I, I, what's the exact number here? Two and I think she's two and seven. In her uh, stint in the UFC, it's not good. Uh, two Whatever and five. I'm is, sorry. It's not good. Two and five. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's 14 years older than Victoria Dudakova. She's 11 and nine. She has uh, not finished anyone in almost a decade. 2014 was the last time she finished someone. Um, she is just insanely 
low volume, throws less than three strikes a minute or lands less than three strikes a minute. She's going to be the smaller fighter here. Like, I just don't really know the path. Like, she's not going to, I don't think she's going to out volume her. Uh, I mean, she could wrestle her. Like, she only needed two takedowns against Glory DePaula to get one of those wins in the UFC. But I we, fe- all, we all remember that fight. Remember of that. course, everyone, everyone. But I feel like Dudakova is is better on the ground than than Gloria DePaula. Um, yeah, I don't. It's a I bold just, statement, but I might agree. I just, I, I just feel like Dudakova is just going to win. Like, yeah, buddy. Uh, I can. I'm going to shorten up your analysis with a one of these women is 11 and nine, and the other has never <laughs> lost a fight. Uh, one of these women is neither, uh, neither amateur nor professional. Never 30, lost a fight. Thirty eight. Uh, the other woman has lost nine of them. One of these women only fought twenty times. One of these women can cannot finish a glass of water. Um, you know, the other has several finishes on on her record. You know, this is me. This is all us leading to the downfall and and Ginny Fry winning by. She'll knockout. win, but the smartest bet this weekend is a Basharat Alaskarov due to Kova parlay. That's like the safest, chalkiest parlay that Why can be put this? together. Why are you doing this to me? You're jinxing me right now. Because do I have you have parlay. that parlay? Of course I do. I, I've, had it for like a, I've, I've had it for like a week and a half. I've had it for like a week and a it's half. It's a terrific parlay. I took it's it at minus 105. Parlay. I think it's a great parlay. Minus 105? It's an incredible parlay at minus 105. I mean, I got an incredible price on it. I, I think it's a great parlay. And like we have now sold a Jin Fry TKO win. Yeah, Just I to mean, kill us right from the start. Yeah, that's going to suck. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you had that. What do you mean you didn't realize it? It's the chalkiest, dumpster, stupid, Uh, better square parlay. Of course I have it. Sometimes I forget that... you that that that's your brand. Yes. Despite me winning units, I do it in the most square fashion of all time. Uh, Hey, it works out. This this is the parlay that's going to get you to 100 units overall this Pe- one people right people like i post my picks and people are uh people are like a lot of chalk i'm like yes like have you not been here for the last two and a half years i love like, that comment too it's, it's like, like yeah i don't know man vegas seems to know what they're doing <laughs> so like it's probably better to just side with vegas in the aggregate <laughs> it's just like who gives a fuck if i'm winning why does it matter if it's chalk or dog or whatever all that matters is that i'm winning Style, style points, you know. Winning isn't winning. You got yeah. Do it winning is only cool if you're doing it on plus money plays. I always Absolutely. forget that. I always forget that on gambling Twitter. It's it's only cool if it's if it's a plus money play. Yeah, I saw one guy being like, "Oh, let's go like big cash on like a minus one sixty five. and he won like Nerd. three. He won like three units off of it. Like the top comment was just like, "Bros." Blood celebrating a minus one sixty five win. It's just like, dude, what? Like, yeah, dude, he won. He it's won. Lame. It's lame. Uh, it's all it's about lame. style points, baby. All about style points. All right, let's keep it rolling. Last fight on the card. Speaking of style points, little, little guy that's got style here. Middleweight belt. Bruno Silva taking on the debuting Shara Bootin Bullet Magomedov. And right now, you can have Shara Bullet minus two fifty eight. Bruno Silva coming back at plus two ten. Uh, yeah. I mean, am I am I a sucker? Am I just like the biggest sucker on planet Earth? Uh, because like if you just go look at this guy, I mean, you talk about looking the part. the The dude looks like an evil villain. He's got the yes. I mean, he's he's got the one eye going. Like he's got the uh, like also, he, does, he is kind of an evil villain. <laughs> he he <laughs> he does the pictures in uh like in like the ropes like he like uh. Like it looks like Mortal Kombat, like 
he, mm-hmm. he go go on his Instagram and find the picture where his where his forearms are wrapped in ropes and it's like his he topology just, photo. You could just click on the oh, topology it's, photo. It's, yeah. it's, it's his topology photo. That's that's incredible. I mean, he's uh, he's a scary looking dude. Uh, he's also eleven and zero uh, with ten wins by knockout. And like, I don't really know too much about these modified rules. Like it's like a thirty. You you can only be on the ground for thirty seconds or yeah, something. They're, they're kickboxing belts, basically. Kickboxing belts. Well, well, that's another thing. He also has Muay Thai experience, K one experience. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a pretty. Uh, he has potential. Like an incredibly good prospect. Yes. Um, and he's fighting a dude that's game, as game as they come. I mean, Bruno Silva is uh, is not someone really to to play with. Twenty wins by knockout. Like I have a feeling that this is going to be a scrap. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm back in. I'm, I'm back in the bullet. I, I'm a sucker. Like that's Boom. that's all it Love is. It. I, I mean, mean I'm back you know in, the Magomedov parlay supports this. So. I'm back in the bullet. Like it's just like I want to be on it. He's he looks he looks the part. He looks like a scary ass dude. Um, and like Bruno's down to engage. We know that. And and lately he's been getting got one and three in his last four. Got teed off on by Gerald Mearshart. Um just got finished by by Brendan Allen. Uh, I, I think these dudes come in here. I think they throw down and someone probably gets finished. I did throw that's the last leg of my prop parlays, the under two and a half. Uh, but I, I think it's gonna be bullet getting him out of there. Yeah, I'm with you. Um I think I am going to push push in on the Magomedov parlay, and I'm not going to do the Combat Sambo World Champion parlay because four legs is just a it's it's never succeeded in life, and at least the Magomedov parlay. I can do the Muhammad parlay, the Magomedov parlay, and the twelve days short notice uh, top fifteen the world up a weight class parlay. So three parlays is enough parlaying for any fight card, in my opinion. I have three parlays as well, and I think that's it. We I, done? We've done. We've solved it. I think we've done. We've it. we've established all of the good bets. Any other bets on this fight card are are bad and not quality. <laughs> UFC two ninety four. Uh, I'm going with Shara Bullet money line. Mike Breeden money line. Big dog. Uh, SD Dumas money line. Trevor Peak money line. Saeed Nurmagomedov money line. Uncle I have Walker under two and a half. Say your prayers before that one. Hamzat Shmaev inside the distance. You talked me in to an Alex Volkanovski inside the distance plus five hundred. Uh, and then the parlays are Dudakova, Bashrat, Alaskarov minus 105. Uh, and then Wood, Alaskarov, Shemaev plus 104. Did the double up there on on our boy Ikram. And then the Propsky, Silva Magomedov under two and a half. Bashrat Henry over one and a half. Peak Yaya under two and a half. That pays out at plus 149. I'm on Uh as underdogs. I'm Clive inside the distance. Bashrat by decision. Uh, prop bets on Volk inside the distance as well, and and Usum by decision, and then the three parlays that we've gone over several times. So not going to got a lot of action. Here. I got a lot, a lot of action. action. I got eight uh, bets and eight eight singles action. and three parlays. And I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I use BetMMA tips to to track my bets. Um, and like they they give like very in depth stats on on your history. Ooh, not a great I'll money start, line better. Maybe I'm, I'm start do that. It's yeah. it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not a great money line better. Um. Uh. My my hay is made with parlays and props. I think I always knew that, which is bad news. Because, I'm a way uh, better money line better than I am a prop better. Yeah. My my first five bets of the night are uh, are all money lines. So uh, I'll actually let, let me pull up the last thing before we go here. The the stats, the specific stats on it. 
Um, yeah, straight picks. I'm down 20 units. Um, props. Stop betting straight. <laughs> Honestly, and I have way too many straight bets. Uh, props. I am up 17 units. And parlays. I am up 8 units. Uh, this is all MMA specific. Uh, you know, the only shitty the only shitty part about it is it is bet MMA tips. Um, so you can't track boxing. Can't track any other combat sports. Yeah, can't fine. track live. Can't track same game parlays. And you can't track hedges either. Uh, so like, it's not fully not not all the way fully like tracked everything I've done that that I obviously do on the show. But uh, yeah, it is a very solid. Like it's it's nice to see. Like oh man, I suck at just like straight up money lines. Forty eight and fifty nine on the year. Hopefully I do better this week. Hopefully I do better this week. Shout out to betting my tips. I'm forty seven and thirty eight on parlays. I'm kind of proud of that. You should be. Look, look at you just chalking it up. Just the chalk, chalk soups just killing it for you. This is how this is how in-depth it is. My average odds on parlays, minus, minus 108. I, I was going to say minus 115. People <laughs> shit on me for chalk? Overall stats, my, my average bet is minus 103. I, I thought it'd be worse. I thought it'd be worse. I mean, look, you're doing great. It's going to be lower after this week. I can promise you that because there's a lot of minus signs. A lot of oh, minus yeah, signs. You had a couple of dogs there at the back. Actually, the Volk inside the distance plus 500 and the Mike Green plus 333 yeah. is probably going to bring us back. Uh, either way, that's UFC 294. I am excited for this one. It's nice to have uh, a pay-per-view back. I'll be on the watch party with my man Mike Heck on big, Saturday. Big times. Early Look watch at, party. Oh, I love it. I love it, dude. I cannot tell you. London, Abu Dhabi, sign me up. Like We're getting out of here at like 5 o'clock. Can go get a, a pint afterward, enjoy myself, relax. It's not getting home at two thirty in the morning, uh, and just like feeling like a zombie the next day. Plus, the most important thing, the real reason I'm not that into this fight card this weekend. Tell me. I mean, look at what we've got next weekend, Connor. <sighs> once once the once the watch party's over, it is officially UFC Sao Paulo fight week. And let me tell you, Jelton Almeida, Derek uh, Lewis. I, I'm about to break your heart. We have an off week. Oh, there's an off week. Oh, yeah. God. Well, then we, that's just two weeks yeah, to two enjoy Jalen Almeida, Derek Lewis. That means I can go to a Brazilian steakhouse twice in Gabriel preparation Bonfie, for it. Nicholas Dalby, your co-main uh, event? Uh, I hate to do it. A, this is the return to Brazil we all wanted right here. I hate to do it, and I shouldn't do it, but you know what we have to do. You know what we have to do in the Dalby fight. I mean, betting Dalby? <laughs> Is yeah, that, that's that what I'm saying. Doing? Danish dynamite, Brazilian killer. We, we have to bet them. I mean, I'm sorry. There's... Well, that's easy. Then you you have two pre-made bets for two weeks from now because God knows who you're betting in the main event. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jailton inside the that distance. That bet's probably Jailton. been in since the moment Derek Lewis stepped in. I was actually, no, I was actually pretty heavy on Jailton against Curtis Blades at like yeah, minus 160. But, but then the moment Derek steps yeah. in, you're just like, bet. Yes, parlay pieces galore. Jailton round one. The unders fight doesn't go to a decision. I mean, I will be so heavily exposed on that. I can't wait. Um, screw that, though. We got the week off in Ganu Fury to, to to kill the time, and it'll be Georgia, oh, Florida. That's right, Georgia, the biggest Florida upset week. in sports history is about to happen. I am biggest bet of the year on uh, Tyson Fury. And, Ooh, uh, I'm, I'm back in Ganu. I'm doing it. My, took him at minus four hundred, and I just kept putting more and more on it. So yeah, I'm, I'm back in Ganu. Got I'm, several, several hundred. I'm all. I'm not all in on Ngannou, but uh, I'm doing it for the bit. Hundred chance. I'm just. It's not even realistically that, but 
Uh, I mean, that's all he has. That's all he has. If, if that, but it's just, there's been a really weird year in combat sports. A lot of really funny, stupid things have happened. That, and what would be the funniest, stupidest thing? Nganu knocking out Tyson Fury while he already has seen. a book fight booked with Alexander Usyk. That yeah. would be the funniest thing. So that, I, I said this, I think it was on BTL a few weeks ago. The day they announced that is the day I officially sold myself on, on Nganu because there's no reason Nganu should win except for the fact that chickens have been counted. And, yeah, 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 and yeah. this is, you, you can't make those plans. You just can't. You can't do it, dude. You can't. I, I actually, like, I was a little bit nervous about my Tyson Beer bet, and I can't cash it out. Actually, it's like seven separate bets, because uh, I was just like, why isn't this line moving? Like, why isn't this line <laughs> moving? I, I have to keep putting on while it's still here. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't make those plans, dude. But I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> Tyson I mean, yeah, no, so I, fucking no good. reasonable world where it happens, but maybe we live in an unreasonable world, Connor. We do. We do. And I actually will say, if I have to rip up all those tickets for the cause of Ty- of Francis Ngannou knocking out Tyson Fury and just absolutely imploding the entire world, It'd be so funny. Uh, It'd be so funny. it will be the funniest thing. Of all time. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll rip it up. I'll rip it up. I think I'm glad you're willing to make the sacrifice because the sheer amount of joy I'll get from the, the Nganu haters who, you know, all year you dro- you fumbled the bag. You screwed up. If he goes, Oh out my here, God. Can you imagine the crow? Those people will have to eat as a man who very <laughs> has a very real chance of having to get off the internet after Saturday because of things I've said, those people will have to dig a hole and just lie down. <laughs> If if the biggest upset of all oh. time happens, oh my god! I mean, he's already won. Like he got yeah. this fight. He's already won. He already won. But man, if he does it, also oh, it would be so funny too. Because I gotta be honest with you, if he knocks out, if he somehow pulls it off, man, the PFL. Uh, I don't think we're ever gonna see Francis yeah. fighting in the small no. game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're great coup. They're great signings. Just are we gonna nope. see anyone from these signings? Jake Paul, Amanda Serrano, Francis yeah. Ngannou. They love making announcements. BFL loves making announcements. They don't love making fights. Look, they can't for Francis yet, and if they never will if he wins, because the minute he knocks out Fury, rematch, Usyk, Joshua, they all oh, come running to God. for the business. That so. would be so fun. That would be insane. Oh, I love it uh, so much. If you're not hyped for this fight, just go watch the plethora of p- promos that they keep releasing. Dude, they're so good. Dude, they have like an insane budget for those promos. Dude. So they're good. so good. They're so good. I wish the UFC could make something like 10% as good as those because they are. They're incredible. Uh, all right, that's UFC 294. We won't have a podcast next week because it's only uh, Nganu Fury. But we'll be back. UFC Sao Paulo, Jailton Almeida main event against Derek Lewis. Can't wait for that one. See you then. Love y'all. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code 
Vox MMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. And deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.